0: We've got spirit, yes we do. And your junior college national, national champions, 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 the Power Power Rangers! Power Rangers! And the not-Avengers are assembling.
1: We came here 7,000 years ago
2: to protect humans from the deviants.
0: I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, January 12th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, First, your entertainment headlines. A record number of Dexter fans tuned into the series finale of New Blood Sunday. The tenth episode of the event series, which kicked off November 7th on Showtime, averaged three million viewers, the network's biggest finale in eight years, surpassing the season three finale of Homeland in 2013. It also sets a streaming and on-demand record for Showtime, with two million folks tuning in via non-traditional platforms to watch their favorite anti-hero played by Michael C. Hall. According to the network, over its entire run, the series averaged more than 8 million weekly viewers across multiple platforms, which made Dexter New Blood the most watched series in Showtime history. Court is back in session for Star Jones. The daytime TV personality is returning to divorce court as the new judge and host of the longest running courtroom show. Jones replaces Judge Faith Jenkins, who came aboard in 2020. Oscar nominee Sharon Stone is joining the cast of the HBO Max dramedy The Flight Attendant for its second season. She'll be in the guest starring role of Lisa Bowden, Cassie's estranged mother who would prefer to stay estranged. According to a character description, Lisa doesn't have any patience or goodwill to offer her daughter after a lifetime of dealing with her alcoholism. No word yet on a premiere date, but the second season is currently filming. And in EW's latest cover story, Matt Damon interviews Ben Affleck for his new movie, The Tinder Bar. But the conversation between the two is wide-ranging. Everything from Damon's favorite Affleck performances, how Kevin Smith, quote, saved *Goodwill Hunting, and their memories of Robin Williams, Affleck's not-so-positive feelings about the Justice League movie, and a lot more. Gigli is even part of their chat, and Affleck manages to find the silver lining in the negative reaction to that movie in which he co-starred with girlfriend Jennifer Lopez. Have a listen as he recalls part of a conversation he had with the movie's director, Martin Brest.
1: It was a kind of a perfect storm. I remember talking to Marty on the Friday it came out, and I was like, it's just spectacular. It's like tsunami. It couldn't be worse. This is as bad as it gets. But that 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 contributed to this perception of me and also sort of the way I look. I look at those pictures now and I think I can see how people thought of this person as some like callow frat guy who's cavalier or or does has too much or something. It gendered a lot of negative feelings in people about me. And there's that aspect of people that I got to see that was that was sad and it was hard and it was depressing and, and made me really question things and feel disappointed and, and have a lot of sort of self-doubt. But if Julie hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have, or the reaction to Julie hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have ultimately decided, like, I don't really have any other avenue but to direct movies, which has turned out to be, like, the real love of my professional life. And so in, in those ways, it's it's a gift. And I did get to meet Jennifer, who um, the, the relationship with whom has been uh, really meaningful to me in my life.
2: I remember you saying to me at that time, probably around the opening weekend, Um, And I never forgot it. You said uh, while you were having that kind of real honest, those those real honest discussions, you said, I'm in the worst possible place you can be. You said I can sell magazines, but not movie tickets.
1: Yeah, I remember feeling like it was the worst of both worlds, that that actually I was going to lose my opportunity. I always viewed it as the tax you paid to get the chance to do this work was to sacrifice yeah. your your private life and your and, and people were gonna have have license to you know like make sport of you to some degree and i didn't go into it blindly but i thought like like this is really not how i had hoped it would go where i'm gonna still be what famous for being an or a failure and not able to work i just can't think of any worse outcome because i've never found any virtue in fame at all short of like i've probably gotten out of a couple of tickets I've gotten reservations, but the whole point was to be able to do this job. Uh, that was it. Well, otherwise, what is it worth? It just it, it, it's corrosive. It changes the relationship you have with other people. It can engender resentment. It can get between you and other people. It's just it does. There is not a lot of merit to like fame in and of itself. I have found one of the things that time has showed me is that it is oftentimes those moments of crisis or pain or or perspective that actually engender change that are strong enough to make you to go it. well this doesn't work i gotta do something different because otherwise i mean i definitely learn more from failure than i have from success
0: some very wise words right there well we hope you will check out the latest issue of ew on stands next friday he's on the cover for his movie not for his relationship and you can hear more of that interview at ew.com which of course is where you can find more on all of these stories plus other news reviews interviews and more Alright, let's head back to the O.C. to kick off today's top three picks with number three, The Real Housewives of Orange County. This week, Shannon travels to Nashville to visit her mom and is surprised when her daughter Sophie opens up about her new relationship, while Heather attempts to clear the air with Noella and treats Jen and Emily to a spa day where Jen opens up about her marriage. And speaking of Jen and Emily, the two of them have a bit of an awkward moment at a party this week. Here's a clip from the episode.
2: This purse costs fifteen thousand dollars, and it only holds lip gloss. I mean, I would like to pay off my student loans, but they're a three percent interest. I'm just going to pay a thousand dollars
0: a month until I die. quickly, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see. No one paid for me to go to school, Doctor Jack. I was in scholarship. But you said your family was wealthy. No, I went on scholarship. Did you your boyfriend friends pay for you to go to school? No. Okay, then what is did that you pay him back? I paid him back anything he claimed because I wanted him to go away. Wait, I don't say anything. Was
1: he hot? hot?
2: No. He's very smart, interesting person. Oh, you're telling me you're Yo. just to his personality? I, I really am. I still actually I still am. Like he is. I don't believe that bullshit. Just know. say it, you like the money. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. No, they lying. Lying.
0: They lying. Lying. Well, seems like Gina might need to come to the rescue yet again. You can catch The Real Housewives of Orange County tonight at 9 on Bravo. Number two. Now, let's marvel at our number two pick. Eternals, making its way to Disney Plus for the first time today. The hit Marvel Studios movie follows the Eternals, a group of ancient aliens, each with a unique set of powers, who have lived on Earth amongst humans for thousands of years. They've kept a low profile, only called on to defeat evil beings called Deviants. But after the blip, an unexpected tragedy emerges, and the Eternals must gather from all corners of the Earth to save all its inhabitants. Here's a preview. We need to find the others.
2: I haven't seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello. Hello. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. We have loved these people since the day we arrived. When you love something,
0: you protect it. Well, this all-star cast includes Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington and a whole lot more, all of whom assembled for EWs around the table back when Eternals hit theaters. Here's Kumail Nanjiani explaining how he found duality in playing the character Kingo.
2: We sort of talked a bunch and I decided to, you know, because we're all, we're not any one thing, we all sort of contain like opposites, you know, sometimes you, nobody ever feels the same way day after day, so I was like, oh let's, like all they're saying, all their characters are like s- strong and vulnerable at the same time. I was like, how do we find opposites to play so you know to me he's like he's selfless and very self-involved he's sarcastic and he's very sincere He's childish and also wise in some ways. So and
0: superficial and very deep. Yes, that's right
2: Yeah, superficial and very deep. So it was just sort of like finding fun opposites to play
0: So come for the star crossed superheroes stay for spoiler alert The Harry Styles cameo. You can stream Eternals right now on Disney+. Trivia! It's trivia time! Gemma Chan actually played a different character in the MCU before joining the cast of Eternals. So, what Marvel movie did she previously appear in? Iron Man, Captain Marvel, or Doctor Strange? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. E's new reality series, relatively famous Ranch Rules, takes eight children of celebrities and drops them on a working ranch in Colorado, tasking them with restoring and reopening the ranch after a year of shutdown due to the pandemic. With that in mind, cast member Taylor Hasselhoff daughter of David, had a very appropriate answer when we asked her, what you watching?
1: I am currently watching my favorite show, Yellowstone. It is so binge worthy. Um, It is led by Kevin Costner, the lead. The acting is phenomenal. There's a lot of heart, humor and action. It's based in a beautiful location on a ranch in the United States. I highly recommend it for anybody that's looking for a show that has love, romance, drama, action. The show has it all. I guarantee you will fall in love with it, and you've got a lot of seasons to watch. So go ahead and watch Yellowstone. You guys would love it. See, what did we tell you?
0: You can catch up with Yellowstone on Peacock, where the first three seasons are currently streaming. And you can see Hasselhoff on relatively famous Ranch Rules, premiering tonight at 9 on E! And now let's give a C-H-E-E-R for our number one pick. It's Cheer. Netflix's Emmy-winning sports docuseries is finally back for season two after a hiatus that saw a pandemic sweep the globe and one of the series' stars arrested by the FBI. The new series will continue to follow Navarro College's Bulldogs cheer team as they struggle with the effect of their newfound stardom and COVID's impact on the 2020 cheer season, while also broadening the show's focus to Navarro's rival Trinity Valley Community College. The nine new episodes will build to the 2021 National Cheerleading Championship in Daytona, spotlighting familiar faces and new contenders alike. Here's a preview.
2: Since the show came out, there's just like so much craziness. We don't see each other as celebrity.
1: I'm not going to worship nobody, so I'm not going to make nobody feel like they have to worship me. No matter how much I call myself the queen. I'm here to cheer for Monica. Growing up, we moved from house to house. I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight, but I know tomorrow at 6 o'clock I'm going to cheerleading practice. It's definitely the hardest
2: season I've ever had. One of the show's breakout stars is facing a 15-year sentence. I can't even like process it right now.
0: As we and the trailer alluded to, season one's breakout star Jerry Harris has since been arrested and accused of exploiting and sexually abusing underage boys. Season two will explore the fallout of those allegations and their impact on Harris's coaches and teammates. Here's director Greg Whiteley to explain.
2: I think the way that I've explained it uh, to other people, is it felt very much as though I were covering the death of uh, a friend. Yeah, that there was somebody that I thought I knew. Yeah, and now it, it appears it, anyway. I want the, the judicial system needs to go through its process, but it appears right that there were aspects of Jerry's life that I just didn't know, and his close friends didn't know didn't know this about him either. Right. I'm convinced that that's true. And the amount of time that I spent with them and as, as many times as I've, as I've asked that question of them. And the, the lawyer for the twins who, who have accused Jerry, um, she's a victim herself yeah, of she's, uh, sexual yeah. abuse. And she explained it best when she says that's sort of the nature of this crime. Um, it's something that... People are only able to do it when they're really good at hiding that, even from people who are close to them. Yeah, but when when that comes to light, it just feels as though this person you thought you knew is yeah, now dead, gone, and, yeah. and it felt very much like that. It was just unbelievably sad. Okay. And then you just add on top of this, getting to know the twins yeah. and their story and how their lives were impacted by these events, and you just it just. That's
0: awful. Indeed, it really is. You can see how Cheer addresses the case and everything else in season two, streaming on Netflix now. Trivia. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question What Marvel movie did Jimma Chan appear in as a different character before joining the cast of Eternals? Iron Man, Captain Marvel, or Doctor Strange? Call it a trick of the multiverse the answer is captain marvel in which chan played the blue skinned star for sharpshooter minerva chan told ew that it was quote somewhat of a relief not to have to spend four hours in the makeup chair every day on eternals and to not be quote finding blue paint in my crevices weeks later This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shepp, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by and Naomi Krokmall.